Hey, mother. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to Yippie Kaye Classic. Well, we got a fun one today. I think it's fun. <laughs> yeah. So at the end of the last show, I'll throw in a laugh track. Uh, at the end of the last show, uh, three day weekend, we forgot to spin the wheel. And after the show, we spun the wheel of the universe, the picker wheel and Wojo uh, won. And I won. Uh, Wojo, Wojo brought the film today. Wojo, what film did you bring? We're not going to, we'll talk about it after we do our, what'd you watch, but what, what films? You know, I realized this weekend what rewatching it, this is without a doubt my favorite movie of all time. It's the Shawshank Redemption. And wow. it really wow. is. It's always been, I've always said it's in my top five or my top 10, but watching it again, and I hadn't seen it in a while, I, I said to Brad, this really is my all time favorite movie for a number of reasons that we'll discuss. Wow. Well, I'm sure we'll add a lot to the tableau of this film. So I can't wait. <laughs> all right. But before then, uh let's do what you watch we're gonna start with drew since he's got a <laughs> in through uh so drew you get one pick and then you get uh you get a couple we'll spin through so what's your fr- and you remember you got to keep these short so of course thank you so um i i watched a movie that i really thought uh i was going to turn off after 20 minutes and then um i kept watching and it was actually worth my time and yours uh eric andre has a new movie that's on netflix it's called bad trip it's like a Borat type of movie where he does a lot of uh, pranks and, and hidden cameras, but he's, it's built around a story. So he's playing a character that's chasing a woman that he hasn't seen since high school. And uh, it's, it's like um, the first 20 minutes you go, well, this is, this is not working at all. This is terrible. And then it actually becomes really sweet and funny and has a lot of vomit jokes and stuff. So if you like Eric Andre, it's a, it's a, it's definitely worth checking out on Netflix, bad trip. But I, I think his, I prefer his show because it's shorter and um, it's the same principles of really just shocking people out in public and stuff. But so it's fun. I don't even know who Eric Andre is, but that's easy. He's, he's a comedian and actor. Okay. You All probably right. recognize him. He's been a bunch of stuff. Drew, you get two more short ones. Get the wheel. Here we go. Okay. Q Into the Storm is a new documentary that's running on HBO Max, um, and the filmmaker decided to dive into what the QAnon conspiracy is and actually managed to interview and talk to people, uh, you know, that run the boards and, and uh, you know, started seeing the spread of this information. Some of them were responsible for spreading it as it appeared. And uh, it is absolutely one of the craziest things I've seen in a long time. And I only watched one episode because it was all too much for me. Yeah, I watched they had two the first night. Uh, mm. And I was amazed at how far back he, the documentarian, went. Like he had started this a long time ago, even before it, I felt like before it got rolling, but it's wild. But, yeah, wild. he could he could see something was happening and, and uh Well that whole four chan, eight chan, all the chans, I just can't it's just crazy how that uh how that stuff spread. All right, that's number one. Here's the second one. I didn't I didn't watch episode two. So. I think you might be controlling it. Uh, Aquaman. This okay, one, so, so I had uh, never seen Aquaman. Um, the Snyder uh, cut took over everything in the whole entire entertainment universe last week, and I said, you know what, I'm going to fill this in this this blank in with Aquaman because I had not seen it. I heard it was really fun. Uh, it has like a lot of people in it that I like, and um, it was. Um, I didn't like it. <laughs> really? It wasn't. 
it wasn't awful. It was it was bright colors and pretty and stuff, but um, I I wanted to had, like it more than I did. And who was Jason Aquaman? Momoa. Jason Momoa, who um, is very good in the he's role. Really he's very hot. good in Game of Thrones. He's very hot. Yes, he's. Very I, hot. I could watch him read a phone book, as they used to say. <laughs> there's a lot of hot people that could read a phone book, but I I I don't know. I I wanted to like it better. It also felt like there's at least three or four <laughs> movies all shoved together that were happening at once, and none of them were particularly exciting. So. Uh, maybe next time. Uh, My now. problem so, uh, with it is what, nothing okay. seemed real in the movie. It's like everything is completely false. You know, everything was blue screen. Yeah. There was, there was so like nobody looked like they were actually underwater, which was troubling since most of the movie yeah. took place underwater. So, yeah. <laughs> John, on your, on your, John, on your Marvel scale, where's the Aquaman in the? That's DC, uh, Ralph. Yeah, Aquaman's um, DC. Okay, in the DC. Scale. Aquaman is DC. Uh, I I actually liked it a lot because uh, Aquaman's a pretty boring character in the DC universe. And they made him a pretty cool character in the movie. I didn't like, you know me, I'm not a big everything CGI, so I didn't like that part of it. But look, it, it rested on his shoulders, and he was he was great in it. So and I, he's I got really big shoulders, it. and he's got big shoulders. Anything, anywhere. Not only can he, not only we can he, it, he's hot. <laughs> not only can he read the phone book, he can rip it in half too. That's right. That's true. John, since Drew brought it up, why don't you compare and contrast this to the Marvel universe? No, I'm just kidding. Sean and Eddie. <laughs> well, we watched, um, well, it was a um, Danny Glover triple feature on TCM. And I think Debbie wanted to say that we watched um, Places in the Heart first. You know, oh. I don't know if you've seen it. It's been quite a while. This is That's definitely- Sally Field, John Malkovich. Yeah. yeah. Easy to fall in love with her <laughs> all over again. Right, uh, you know, Ralph didn't need that. Believe me. Yeah, I tell you. <laughs> Danny Glover's great. John Malkovich is great. And it's got this weird sort of mystical realism ending to the film. I don't know if you've seen it. I don't know if I want to give it away. Yeah. But it's sort of like everybody's together in this church scene at the end. You know, living yes, black, beautiful. black, white, living and dead. You know, it's a very, um, it, it's, it's a really the kind of film, the kind of drama that they don't make anymore because yeah. there are no stakes in it. Yeah, you know, so um, I was glad to see it, and also I, I, I hate to do a Drew and throw in another one. Do it, which I hadn't Drew seen it. in a long time. Was um, the uh, Danny Glover film to sleep with anger? I don't know if you've seen that. So his I character have. is like this guy from the south who visits like distant relatives in California and won't leave, and he seems to be like a charming, nice guy, but he's really, he's really the devil. You yeah, know, he like uh, destroys the entire family while he's there. It reminds me of that movie that um, Wojo hates. Uh, which, which, which one? one could that Slap shot? The, the counselor? The counselor, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> plays the devil as well as... <laughs> Always has it right at the ready. Right Cameron Diaz. Diaz. She's Cameron just Diaz. the devil like she is, you know, oh. and... He's a smaller stakes devil. Yeah, smaller stakes And devil. does not have sex with a car. Not. Okay, well, once. Not even Places once. in the Heart is where I. That was a 21st century innovation, I guess. Yeah. Places in the Heart is where I first introduced to John Malkovich, I think. I think that's the first time. And he yeah. played a blind guy in that one, right? He was yeah. fantastic. He was fantastic. I, I could really see that he played the blind guy so well. Yeah. yeah. Has he yeah. ever been um, in anything where he sucked? I mean, seriously. Oh, yeah. Well, I, can't, I can't think of a thing that I didn't like him in. I, mean, I didn't always sure like the movies, but I always liked him. Okay, what are you, his PR guy? PR yeah. person there? Well, Joe. I mean, and, sure no, no I just like John Malkovich. Yeah. Oh, he's great. He's great. All right, uh, well, Joe and Brad, what do you got? I know you did Shawshank, but what else did you watch? 
Um, we've been watching 30 Rock all over again, which is hilarious. Um, oh, we watched the last episode of WandaVision. Not going to put up any spoilers, but did not like. We were disappointed, much like John. We were disappointed in the final episode. Was, I was okay with it, but I... When- um, but I, but I, I know it's probably leading into another movie. But I don't follow all the, I, like I don't know what led into this and what. That's because you're not a nerd. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, when you when you say you were disappointed, I, like John, do you mean you were disappointed in Wandavision the way that John was, or were you disappointed in John? I just want to be. Well, clear. I, I'm often disappointed in John, but in this case, I was disappointed, much like John Thank was. You. Thank you for clarifying. And thank you for being an asshole. So, <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, come on, Drew, Wait a minute. When you said thank um, you for being an asshole, <laughs> who are you that's referring it. to? Yeah. All of you. Pick one. Um, okay, and the last the, thing, I've started sorry. watching Murder the Among the Mormons. Oh, we watched that. That was Because yeah. I, I really like murder. Yeah, I haven't watched Serial that, killer. Really he does so. not like that. I am watching it on my own, and uh, so far I'm no. finding it intriguing. I decided Drew got three, so nanner, nanner. All right, well, <laughs> you didn't get in honor anything. of Shawshank Redemption, which I'm going to be honest, I did not watch again. Uh, I'm going <gasps> to be honest. I don't think it's the greatest movie ever made. I watched <gasps> a little uh, series on, on uh, I think it's on Netflix, called Escape at Denimora the Ben Stiller miniseries about the escape up in New York. Uh, the two prisoners who did not find paradise like Andy and Red did. Uh, they, they too uh, squeezed through a tube. They too escaped. Uh, they both, one ended up dead and one ended up shot in the leg about 40 yards from uh, the Canadian yeah. border. Yeah. Oh, uh, so, so it's John's favorite kind of thing, an upper. <laughs> this, this one, has anyone, have you seen that miniseries? I'm familiar with, what, what network is it playing on? What's it's it called? Right Netflix. now it's on Netflix. It's okay. amazing. And Ben What's Stiller did a fantastic job. So, What's it called? Uh, Escape at Denimora. Am I pronouncing okay. that right, Drew? You are. Good job. Thank you. Uh, it's about seven episodes. Patricia Arquette won. I think she won a Golden Globe for it. She was amazing. Everybody's amazing her. in the film. Paul Dano and Benicio Del, Del Toro. Benicio Del Toro play the two prisoners who plan the escape. And, it's, it's, and I, I, I saw the original series when it came out on Showtime maybe three years ago. And I still, it still surprised me as I watched this one. I forgot oh. certain things that Ben Stiller did. It's quite amazing. What is that? Behind? And, oh, it's a cat. He's protecting me. So that was my, you know, uh, I wanted to watch that because of Shawshank and uh, I'm glad I did because instead um, of Shawshank. Yes, I did. I've seen Shawshank enough to talk about it. So, and I think we can all do. Yeah. That. It's so, sort of the singing in the rain of prison movies. <laughs> you know what? That is a perfect description. That's good. John, that was good. It does so, have more poop. You about this. You have to want that. That was in. pretty good. More poop. Yes. Um, so, yeah. So, here we go. Hey, you didn't let John say what he Ralph, watched. Ralph, can I talk about what I watched? Or I thought is, we did. Did I not? Do, do Drew's <laughs> bit take no, time away from me? You teased him to talk about Marvel and we talked about so we talked about John. I, I, Does I, that not count? Me, me talking about what somebody said counts as my I, bit. Well, okay. John, <laughs> uh, you have. I'm sorry, I completely forgot. You have the remaining twenty. Uh, so I Go finished uh, watching 130 episodes of Elementary, uh, and I have to tell you, I was bummed out when it was over because I really enjoyed watching it, and and Johnny Lee Miller is great in it. So uh, what okay, I started good. what oh. I started watching was Longmire. <laughs> 
Um, I oh, just yeah. finished. Oh, this. oh, that's the best. I love it. I, I, I love Robert Taylor. He is incredible. Uh, yeah. What a character. And I'm, I'm through the second season and it fits perfectly with the movie we watched, uh, with Jeremy Renner. Uh, uh so yeah. it's, it's almost right. the same, yeah. same right. place. You should uh, watch Yellowstone. Yeah. That's what I'm going to watch, I'm gonna watch Yellowstone that, yeah. after I watch this because I love this. We started I mean, he, Yellowstone. It's fantastic. He is, I just love the character of Walt. I just think it's great. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I can't, I wish I watched it before Lou Diamond was on because he's really good in it too. Yeah, he's and great. I would love to talk. I mean, he probably would want to talk about it because he, he doesn't like to talk about stuff that's real successful that he's done. Um, I loved it. I love it. And, and for it those go. out there who haven't seen it, watch it. It's really good. It's really good. Yeah. We've yeah. watched that twice. Yeah. I'd watch it again. Yeah. Uh, would you like a Has that guy picture? done anything else, Robert Taylor? Because I, I don't yeah, remember seeing limit. him in anything. Yeah. He was the vertical, vertical limit. limit. Vertical limit. Yeah. He, he's not, he doesn't have a big part in that. But he's My God. That he's so good at, in this role. He was in, um, what was that? What was that movie we saw at? White Marsh with the sun paper. It was about White that Marsh. mega, mega, that mega monster the, thing. The Meg. The, the Meg. He was in that. <laughs> He's in the Meg. With Jason the Meg. Stratham. With Jason Stratham. Yeah. Jason yeah, Stratham was yeah, in that. That's <laughs> I, it. I like it's to watch one. his head explode. I love Jason Stratham. I love him. He's great. All right. All right. He's out. He's out. Finally. Good. Now we can talk about you. Oh, he came back. All right. Now he's can out of we focus. Now, can we now go? Did I? Yes. Uh, we can go. You want a bonus pick since I since I dissed you? No. Okay. Good. You had your chance. No bonus no. pick. Long mind. All right. Um, Ralph, let's see the trailer. Ladies and gentlemen, you've heard all the evidence. I submit that this was not a hot-blooded crime of passion. Consider this: a revolver holds six bullets, not eight. That means that he fired the gun empty and then stopped to reload. By the power vested in me by the state of Maine, I hereby order you to serve two life sentences back to back, one for each of your victims. So be it. Send you here for life? That's exactly what they take. I believe in two things. Discipline. Help me! In the Bible. Here you'll receive both. Andy came to Shawshank Prison in 1947. Why'd you do it? I didn't, since you asked. <laughs> you can fit right in. I must admit, I didn't think much of Andy the first time I laid eyes on him. He had a quiet way about him. A walk and a talk that just wasn't normal around here. There are places in the world that aren't made out of stone. There's something inside that they can't touch. What are talking about? Hope. Let me tell you something, my friend. Hope is a dangerous thing. Damn it, dude, friend, you're putting me behind. Hope can drive a man insane. You better be sick or dead in there, I kid you not. You better get used to that idea. Oh, my holy God. I guess it comes down to a simple choice, really. Get busy living. Get busy dying. Get busy living. Or get busy dying. That's damn right. (sighs) That's why you guys just take a moment to let the 
put that tweet in, especially Morgan Freeman's narration during the trailer. It's amazing. Can you believe that that movie lost to uh, Forrest Gump? <laughs> Can you believe that movie lost to Forrest Gump? No. Okay, well, let's take it away. This movie, I, I love this movie. If you haven't seen it, go watch it now. What is wrong with you? It's 27 years old. Go watch. We'll wait. I think it might be too <laughs> slow for people nowadays, actually. Oh. I'm saying for people nowadays. I'm not saying for, yeah. you know how it I feel might about be. older films. No, it might it, be. It, this, is a, this is a very languid film. But it's beautiful. Is that a word? I mean, the shots are beautiful. It tells the story. <laughs> Drew, our, our wordsmith. <laughs> <laughs> um, it tells the story of Andy Dufresne, vice president of a bank who is falsely convicted and imprisoned for um, killing his wife and her golf pro lover. He ends up, spoiler alert, 27 years later, he winds up um, breaking out of Shawshank Redemption, or Shawshank, the prison, and making his way to Mexico after he also is able to screw over the warden who has had him uh, keeping two sets of books and really just embezzling the crap out of any program he can. Um, but it's put in um, a name of a, a non-existent person. And because of that, because of the time frame, like today that wouldn't work. Like he got, you know, at the end when um, um, Andy Dufresne is, is going to get all the money from the banks that he had deposited them in. <clears throat> Um, he had his birth certificate. He had a driver's license. I'm assuming you did not need your photo on a driver's license back then because they showed it in the movie and it wasn't there. Or you didn't so, need to go take a driver's test apparently either. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, he got it from, you know, some anyway, anyway, I, I just, I love this movie and I love Morgan Freeman's narration. Um, I, I just, I love this movie. I can start talking about, you know, cool parts about it, things you may not realize or know. Um, where do you want me to go from here? Well, I mean, I guess, I guess my hesitant, hesitant, well, I'm a little hesitant. Residency. Because, because if I feel about this film the way I feel, why, why I don't do Jaws on this film, mm -hmm. quite frankly, which is everybody knows everything. I, tell me something we don't know about this film. Um, Detention. The... Detention. The screenplay writer, Frank Darabont, yeah. who had come off the exciting um, uh, writing the screenplays for Nightmare on Elm Street 3, The Fly 2, and the remake of The Blob, um, got the rights from Stephen King for a dollar. Yeah, didn't he hound him to, for the rights? Didn't he? Wasn't he a like, No, he King? actually had done a previous, um, uh, I guess, more of an independent film based on something that Stephen King had done. And Stephen King has this um, thing that he does where if if uh, an independent person, you know, if, if someone who's small potatoes comes to him and wants to do something with one of his films, he will sell them the rights for a dollar. So I this was that. the second time that um, Darabont had gotten a film from the rights for the film for dollars. So he writes screenplay. Um, Rob Reiner, his production company, yeah, Castle Rock. Hmm? What? I think Sean oh, worked I... with Rob Reiner at one point. And he's, he's... 
Sean and Debbie are, are frozen again. Frozen. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> oh, I thought they were Wait. just pissed. Okay. Okay. Oh, there they go. They're, They're back. back. <laughs> back. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, so Rob Reiner um, optioned the screenplay, paid uh, Darabont $2.5 million, and then he was going to direct it initially. Did you know that? Rob, Rob Reiner, no. Yeah. Okay. Um, guess who was supposed to star in it? Tom Hanks. Tom Cruise. As Andy oh. Dufresne, and wait for it, um, Harrison Ford as Red, because in the that. Stephen in the Stephen King novella Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption, which is what this is based on, uh, Red was a red-haired, middle-aged Irishman. Irishman. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um, <laughs> but Hanks turned it down. He Hanks turned it didn't down. turn it down. Yeah. A couple people turned it down. Yeah. Um, Brad Pitt was supposed to play Tommy, the guy who. Yeah. Comes out and says he, you know, the rocker kind of. Gil Bellows. The leather jacket dude, right? Gil Bellows, exactly. Guy from Alan Beale. What ha- exactly. But what happened was um, Brad Pitt made his shirtless debut in Thelma and Louise before this and then and, found out he could get leading man roles. So yeah, he yeah. was like, screw that. And he dropped out. And Ralph was never the same after that either. Let's be fair. Um, I like the older Brad Pitt. Not the let me Brad see. A couple other things you may not know. Me. Oh, did you know that um, before they filmed the actual movie, um, Morgan Freeman did all the voice, all the narration? Of everything and, ever made or just this movie? Or of the... Oh God, you fuckers. Well, I he does a lot God. of narrations is my point. Um, yeah, but this is what started all his narrations was this it movie. It really did. Yeah. I thought yeah. it was yeah. the electric company, but okay. Well, um, they knew his no. voice from the electric company, but... You know, he wasn't doing all the commercials and all the different yeah. kinds of things like that. Yeah, I mean, um, yep. you, do you know yeah. what Frank Darabont is known for now? Uh, the Mist, uh, Walking Dead. Walking uh, Dead. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, he was um, removed from. There's a huge lawsuit. I don't know how it turned out. They still in court. Showrunner. It is. Yeah, it's still in court. Walking Dead. That's still in court. Yeah, he, wow. he got that to the screen, and he took Mist. You know, I I had heard that story. I think I was talking to somebody about that about the dollar that someone paid his short stories he would yeah. sell to anybody for a dollar yeah, that's amazing yeah, well so, he wasn't crazy. selling them. he was ops letting them uh, uh, yeah right that's a big difference. well and the thing is this this novella comes from um the book called different seasons and yeah. i used to read all that kind of stuff and it also has um the story in it called the body which was made into the stand sure um stand by me stand. stand by me stand by me sorry yeah. not the sorry. stand stand right. by the stand me. was the, the big yeah and the stand they're redoing <laughs> the stand apparently as a as a series now if i'm not mistaken yeah you can watch it on paramount plus it's already, oh, it's out. already out okay i don't think that's the reviews a, loved it, but I have not that's, seen a, it. that's a streaming service yeah. it's like the third time i think they've re- they've made the stand well it Didn't is they have a series i mean they had a mini series they had um steven yeah. weber in it yeah. and then this they had yeah yeah i think they had a couple part movie anyway i kind of wanted to get it i kind of wanted to go at this now you guys can all jump in everybody thinks this is the greatest what's everybody feel about this film everybody love it like it's sean where are you i I love this film because it just brought you back to the period um 1947 i wasn't born yet but somehow some way i don't know why but movies like this in this time frame i feel it i feel the depression and you know, from hearing stories from my grandparents, how it was in those days, 
you know, tough times, hard times. And, um, you know, I could see it happening to a person going to prison for a good, you know, good person going to prison and that wasted time, you know, and when you're serving time um, is so we sad. Sure, are we sure he really didn't kill his wife? We don't really know, do we? Of course he didn't kill his wife. I think you guys need to go yeah, on YouTube. Yeah, right. You should have watched we, it. We really, <laughs> you no, said, no, I've seen it. I know that they present that he definitely was innocent. No, um, I have seen some videos where people question whether he did it or not. Well, I yeah, want to say no that. Um, no, he and, 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 no, let me just jump in. I, Debbie, I mean, part of it is the atmosphere. This thing is shot beautifully, yes. like, like Wojo yes. was saying. And yeah. really, when you, when you see a film like this and, they, and the grays and the – it's like when we did the um, Christmas Carol. You know, there were some that looked like they were shot on a set and some that actually looked like they were living there. And, you know, that, that helps the film. And this look lived in. They shot that at a real prison, right, I think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Ohio <laughs> State <laughs> Reformatory. Yeah. And, all those um, and actually, it was set to be demolished. And because they wanted to shoot the movie there, they kept it open for another year for, you know, for them to film. Well, Joe, where was it shot? Uh, Ohio. It was the Ohio State Reformatory. O-H-I-O. Yes. O-H-I-O. Who plays the mean mean prison guard? What's his name again? Clancy Brown. Yeah, I just, you know, Drew, I just saw promising young woman. He's great. (laughs) He's a completely different. Actor. Yeah, he's a he's a pretty amazing actor. You amazing. look at his performances yeah, in this and Highlander and Starship Troopers yeah, and wild. Promising it's Young wild. Woman. He's he's one wild. of those guys that's been in a ton of stuff. You would all recognize him, but he's he's so good. It's not surprising he's had a career for so long. Yeah, he was a awesome. great Lex Luthor too on Superman in the animated series. Oh, really? So, uh, Sean, what were you going to say? <laughs> he's got a great voice. He does. When- well, I I can say I I saw this film surprisingly. I saw it in the theaters because I saw no, it. really. Yeah, I didn't think you went to the movies. Yeah, because I saw every film released in the '90s in the movies. Uh, I will say that I really liked it then, but I had no idea that this was going to become the classic that it is. I mean, I really liked it, and I like it more. It sort of reminds me of um, Big Lebowski, which I also saw and liked, and didn't realize it was going to be this huge cultural you know, touch point, you know, and I think that's what this film has become and watching it, watching it again, since I took the time to watch it again, this is probably the eighth or 10th time I've seen it. It was uh, assigned, right? It was assigned. We were kind of supposed <laughs> to. Go to but, um, no, but I tell you what, it's easy to see. I mean, this is the, according to IMDB ratings, this is the most popular film. It, you know, it, but it was a total ever. flop when it came out, right? It, yeah, it made less it than a million. Yeah, it wasn't a box office success for its, yeah. for its first I liked it, but it was and, not. I'm not, I'm not like thinking, boy, this is the film that's going to um, create everyone. I mean, think about it. I mean, Morgan Freeman was already on an upward trajectory since he played that supporting role in that film about the reporter and Christopher Reeve was in. You know, I mean, but this is the film that really made him a star. And it's funny watching them age the actors over the course of the film. And I think they did a really good job with um, Tim Robbins hair. But one thing is, is his forehead. 
You know, it's completely smooth, you know, through his entire, these decades. And Morgan Freeman did a good job of aging until you know what he looks like now. It's like nature did a better job of aging him than the movie did, you know. And the thing is, he could probably still play that role today. (laughs) You know, he's, you know, he he is so amazing. And it really, uh, as good as Tim Robbins was, as good as everyone was in this movie, this is really Morgan Freeman's movie. I mean, this, he is tremendous in this film. He's the heart of this film. He's the narrator of the film. It's his point of view, you know, and he did a great job. And he has been, he has been, you know, the voice of authority ever since, you know, since this movie. And, you know, I'll watch it just for Morgan Freeman. You know, yeah. I mean, he was absolutely It's terrific. a great buddy film too. Yeah. Why wasn't this in our buddy showdown? Yeah. <laughs> well, this, was a, this was a love story more than a buddy film between well, that's Red and that's Andy. True. I mean, it really yeah. is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and interestingly enough, the writer director, um, he, uh, um, oh my God, I completely lost it <laughs> because I thought buddy film and my mind went blip. <laughs> It'll come back. <laughs> okay. Your Drew, Drew, where are you at, Drew? Well, this was a movie that I did not see in the theater. I, I don't know if I would have or not, because I guess it really just came and went, but I definitely didn't see it in the theater because I was living in another country. And uh, when I came back, um, I guess this movie really, I, I didn't, I probably didn't watch it for another year or two because it started to, it disappeared and then it's, it got all these Oscar nominations. I think it got seven Oscar nominations and it didn't win any of them. Yeah. And I'm, I'm looking at the list right now and you talked about how pretty the movie is. I mean, it's a Roger Deakins movie. Yeah. And Roger Deakins, uh, he's done you know, a lot of the Coen Brothers movie, Denny Villeneuve's movie. He just did 1917 last year. I mean, he's one of the most incredible, innovative uh, cinematographers out there. And it's, um, it's, it's really, it, it's really an earnest movie. Not Ernest goes to jail. Ernest, yeah. Ernest, <laughs> Ernest. But more like Ernest goes to camp. Ernest breaks out of jail. No, there is an Ernest goes to jail, but yeah. this is Ernest E A R Ernest. Uh, and in some ways, that makes it um, that makes it really old fashioned, which is not a bad thing at all. It's uh, it's a beautiful, sweet movie about you know wrongful imprisonment and murder and threats of more murder and rape and all that good stuff. But it's. Uh, it's also a Stephen King movie and it, it, it kind of intrigued me because it's a Stephen King movie that is not a horror story. Mm-hmm. And it does something that Stephen King movies and books, I mean, he's a, you know, a very entertaining writer and obviously he's had a little bit of success beyond this movie, but most of his stuff, the endings are crap. And this movie is very satisfying. The story is very satisfying. Mm-hmm. I did read the short story, Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption a long time ago. I can't remember, um, really anything about it because the movie has totally taken over you know what that um that experience was but it's it's a very old-fashioned earnest movie i'm not i'm not surprised that it it didn't find an audience but i when it was out but i i'm i'm also not surprised that it did ultimately find an audience because it's it's just good it's a good movie yeah and well and there are there are notable differences i mean some of the stuff darabon took directly from some of the dialogue he took directly from the short story but the short well the novella was like 96 pages and some of the things that he made different um like there were all these different wardens in the novella and here Mm -hmm. it was just one um uh 
because he was one of the... Oh, he was one of the big... big Yeah, exactly. Um, Tommy in the novella doesn't get killed. He um, is offered... He goes to um, a minimum security prison in exchange for a silence of never coming forward with this. But I I remember what I was going to say before. Um, When Sean was talking about how this movie has become so big and so well-loved... I, I was doing some reading beforehand and um and Tim Robbins said, you know, he and Morgan Freeman have both said, like, wherever they go, if people mention any movie, it's the Shawshank Redemption. And Tim Robbins talked about he got to meet Nelson Mandela and they're talking for a few minutes and Nelson Mandela brings up and starts talking about <laughs> the Shawshank Redemption as one of his favorite movies. Well, and he it's was just, in prison it, for a while. Well, yeah, yeah. And it's it's interesting how it a um, while. Yeah, a little, right. just a couple About of years. About as long as Andrew Dufresne was. Right. Yeah. It was also a big change, right? Rita Hayworth became Raquel Welch. I guess they thought mm-hmm. nobody would recognize Marilyn Rita Monroe, Hayworth. And then Raquel. Yeah, don't forget Marilyn Monroe from um, Seven Years. Well, Hill. no, it was Rita Hayworth at the beginning, but as no, time no, went no, on, he the, got... The poster. Marilyn the poster. Yeah. Raquel. But he got new posters as the years went on. Oh, I didn't as... notice that. Now, yeah, yeah. About the, the first one he got was was um, Rita Hayworth. Because if you would have seen the movie, you would have. He'd watched. You'd have known that. No, no here, here's Damn. my <laughs> Wow, these guys are tough. But if here's he's my question. Here longer, it would have been that Farrah Fawcett poster. Yeah. Here's my question <laughs> about the, that. Would have been okay. Yeah. And then the here's Lonnie my question Anderson. about this has been gnawing at me that the many times I've seen this film, except this time. Okay, so he has that poster on the wall. When he goes in that tunnel. How does he get that poster taped back up there when he's inside the tunnel? Just think about that. Because he, did you notice when he was breaking the wall down, he was just lifting the bottom of it up and breaking. So all so he had to has do no, there was no tape on the bottom. It just draped. It just draped. It just draped down. Like what do you think about the film? Uh, well, I, listen, I, I love this movie. It, it, it's it's not a movie that I watch over and over again because it's a tough movie to watch. Some scenes in the movie are really tough to watch. Mm-hmm. For me, I think what people really respond to in this movie is once he breaks out and that whole thing about him breaking out and the comeuppance on the warden who, if, if, if uh, the actor Bob Gunton didn't play it so well, you wouldn't be cheering that whole thing on when he finally gets oh, caught. Oh right? yeah. He was fantastic. Um, so for me, it's the last part of the movie that, when you think about this movie, that's what you think about. You think about him out there in the rain after going through the tunnel. You think about Red going to the uh, boat at the very end of the movie. That's what people remember. But I will tell you, when I watched it again, I tried to focus not on uh, the two leads. I, I focus on a lot of the side characters because I think everybody's so good in it. Uh, William Sadler, you know, you already mentioned Clancy Brown, the, the, the guy who played the warden, and James Whitmore who is, I think, oh, is really well, excellent in this movie. And what happens to him is just so so incredibly sad. And yet um, so realistic. Well, yeah, uh, right, because people, you know, he, he's been in prison so long, he can't deal with being out on his own. So, uh, so I really do like this movie. It's not a movie I watch over and over again because I think it's a tough watch, other than <laughs> if I happen to catch it at the point that he's about to escape, I watch it from that <laughs> point on. I do. I always watch it from that point on. I think Tim Robbins... Look, I think he was I think he was really good in it, but it's not like I think, oh my god, this is the best performance he's ever done cuz it was it was okay. It was just for me he was just okay. Uh I think the other people in it were actually better than him. Maybe his part didn't call for that cuz he was kind of he was, he was a passive one. character. Yeah, yeah, I think he was passive till the very end, right? And then you realize everything was in his head. He was right. the wheels were turning. So so for me 
Uh, but but I, I love this movie. I think it's a I think it's a great movie. I, I can't say it's it's one of my top five. And I'm I'm actually a little surprised, Roger, that this is your favorite film of all time. I I would I wouldn't think that, but uh, I think it's a it's a good choice for you. Well, I, well, I, top five I think it's films? because it's about hope for yeah. me. No matter what, he's got hope the whole time, you know. And he mentions that. And and there are so many quotes that probably have been overused. Get busy living or get busy dying. That was right in the mm-hmm. in the trailer. But there were just so many good parts in this. And and I don't know. I, I'm I'm guessing the scene has been done before. But you know the famous scene where he's doing this in the rain. We've seen so many movies recreating that kind of scene in the rain ever since. And you know, and it may have been done beforehand. You guys would know better than I. Flash, Flashdance did that. Well, it's a, no, it's a resurrection. <laughs> it's a resurrection is what it is. I mean, the imagery is resurrection. Flashdance did it the best. But That's honestly. what it is. The imagery, the imagery oh, is resurrection. Really? That's I, what I must have be. missed that because, you know, I, I just don't get movies. But, you know, they right. shot that so many times and it was out of focus every time. And they finally got it on the last. Well, I guess they would stop. It's like Roger you Deacon's thing you've lost. <laughs> you find it in the last place you look because that's where you find it. Um, but, um, Ralph, you know, when know. Uh, he was throwing the baseball, <clears throat> that, that scene uh-huh. took six hours. Nine and Morgan hours. Freeman kept throwing the ball. Next day, he had to come in with a cast. Yeah. <laughs> His arm was shot. My, I said, I tell you, I, I, my favorite scene in the film is the beer on top of the roof scene. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where Andy has a standoff with yeah. uh, Clancy mm-hmm. Brown. And, and that's that when was everybody also, kind of... Man, she drink the suds. Yeah. It was, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that was powerful in a few ways. And one of the, the back background stories is, um, well, I knew this because a friend of my mom's growing up, he was a roofer. Um, but when they were doing that tar, you know, tar dries pretty damn fast. So they had to keep actually pushing the tar because if you even take a break, it's going to solidify. So those guys, that was a hell of a, a scene. And I, I thought it was just neat that Andy Dufresne's character, they offer him a beer and he said, no, nah, I don't drink. You know, so it showed it he up. did this. Yeah, he gave it yeah, up. I, gave it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's Jesus, right? Yeah. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he, I mean that he's, that he's a little more passive than the Jesus. But you know, no, you, like, know who's, you know who's you know who's square is Jesus. Good. I was about to, you know, it was a good point about he's in the sense he's like Hal Linden and Barney Miller or Judd Hirsch and Taxi. He's the guy that all the people are around. He's the central character, but it's like you know, it's the other people that are really forcing the plots of everything. Mm-hmm. You know. And it's sort of like, because you're thinking about this, for an, a prison escape film, you don't even see him thinking of escaping until he talks to Red. You don't get the right. picture that he's escaping until he tells Red to go look for that rock, you know, after he gets out of solitary. But he'd been escaping oh, no. the entire time. They froze again. Yeah, we can still <laughs> hear That's a classic shot. We can still freeze. hear you. What about the dirt out of his pants? Wasn't he pointing the escape the whole time? Yeah. Or was that? Okay, so I did. Oh, well. yeah, I think I the think audience is the audience isn't let in on it, though. I think is is what. But I don't think he was. I don't think he told anyone. Well, I don't else think about he it. thought of the way to escape until he started to engrave his name on the wall, Listen, and, which was pretty I, okay. early. On. I knew when he got the little hammer to do the rocks that he was. I mean, it's pretty pretty obvious. Well, he got to the point where he felt like nothing he was doing was working, so this yeah. was his only way out. 
But at the beginning, he thought he was like when Tommy showed up and the witness, right? That's how he was going to, that's why they killed him, which was another tough scene. This makes my, as I was saying, (laughs) (laughs) boxes are shifting around, you know, but it is really, this is another example of something that would not necessarily play today because that's considered a cardinal sin of screenwriting is the uh, passive um, protagonist. You know, and, um, you know, this is, you know, you look at so many of these great films, and I think this is one of the reasons Ralph and I wanted to do this, is that films have changed so much, particularly since, I'll say, since the 70s, you know, and things have gotten really homogenized. And I think even this film would have uh, would have a hard time, this script passing through the studios as it is now, which is a pity because it's a magnificent film. Not to mention pasteurized. Yeah, homogenized, <laughs> pasteurized. We knew we were going to get a chemical process from Debbie. I'll always bring it back to science. That's Debbie. Always yeah. back to science. Yeah, they would have, because a lot of parts of this movie are, are quiet. I mean, you yeah. know, yeah. there's not a lot happening. Yeah, and you're talking and about today, there's got to be something happening. Slow, but I, even though it wasn't a fast moving movie, I, I, it was just such a good story and told really well. And like you said, the scenery, I mean, some of those aerial shots they did were just amazing. Were, like, like when just, he, I love the I scene where he, I found it he locked himself I, in and played the record over there. Yeah. That was I, such I a great a, scene. Yeah. I don't have a problem with slow films. I said, I don't think, like Sean just said, I don't think. I'm not saying you had a problem with it. Oh, yeah. But I mean, I know, like you said, a lot of people might have a problem with that today because it, you, they've gotten used to a different right. style. Yeah. They want to see stuff like Mad Max Fury Road. Right, classic. Ooh, what? Um, Well, Joe, it's okay to go after Ralph, but but Drew's the new kid. I can take it. I have my own bits and stuff. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Ralph, I don't. I don't think it's fair because you do so much for this podcast. I don't think it's fair to go after. So I I just, I, I I agree with Sean that I don't think this would have. I think. And frankly, it bombed when it came out the first time. Yeah, but it yeah. bombed because uh, yeah. Forrest Gump was out there. There was another okay, movie. Whatever I, the reason it bombed, and it became the hit that it is because it had a cult following. Which I'm not. I'm not saying it's anything not, wrong I mean, with that. I think. Well, it, that was the same. It was also the same year as Pulp Fiction. There was a lot of big movies. Was out Pulp there. Fiction same year? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's 94. interesting if you look back. If you look back at, I'm looking at the 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 Best Picture nominees that year. And so you've got Quiz Show and Four Weddings and a Funeral, both fine films that I don't see a lot of people going back to. There's nothing wrong with that. And yeah. then you've got mm-hmm. Forrest Gump, which people now go back to with negative reviews, which I didn't like it in the first place. Uh, and then you've got The Shawshank Redemption, which nobody saw, and Pulp Fiction, which was a thunderclap. And those two movies really, I mean, they're worth watching again, you know, right now. If you know, there, there are people who weren't born when the Shawshank Redemption and Pulp Fiction came out and uh, it's worth their time now, 27 years later to go and check those movies out. And that, that's a legacy. I think that the Shawshank Redemption and Frank Darabont, you know, that they brought to life because Frank Darabont went on to make, he was one of the Stephen King guys, you know, he did yeah. green mile, which I really didn't like. And he did the mist, which is better in black and white. And also he did write the script, as you mentioned for the blob remake, which is yeah. a fantastic script and a really fun movie. <laughs> Uh, I, I was so, about to say I enjoyed I enjoyed the Blob remake. You know? Oh God, it's so fun! And yeah. Do you know Warriors why he too. changed the name from into just the Shawshank Redemption from yeah. Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank? Actresses Redemption? were actresses were calling wanting to audition because well, they thought it was about agents Rita Hayworth. Were calling and and one agent said, 
oh, this is best script I've yeah. ever read. And my no, she'll be great in the part. Should be the yeah. part of Rita Hayworth. <laughs> and there awesome. was no part. That's of right. Rita That's oh, awesome. so you're going to be on the poster, okay? <laughs> All right, well, I got, let's uh, we'll rate this thing after. But I got a quick question around the a quick volley around here. What's your favorite Stephen King film adaption? Sean and Debbie. Well, film I'm gonna, I, I say I'm going to like the um, second Salem's Lot TV miniseries with um, what's his name? The actor who, you know, did not the David soul one. No, the other one. I just <laughs> really enjoyed that. I really think that's great. Also the shining. Right. Yeah, that's an excellent one. Okay. Yeah. Debbie uh, Brojo Brojo. Well, this would be my favorite, <laughs> followed closely, believe it or not, by um, Stand By Me and then Firestarter, which not as oh, many wow. people watched, a very young Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore yeah. But that was one of the ones that stuck to the book so much. And I just I just thought that was wow. John? really good. What? Stand By Me. Oh, I guess. Stand By <laughs> Me. That would have been insane. Uh, Drew? Well, I remember it was, I guess it was 1998 and there was a, a radio contest for movie tickets and uh, they announced that you could call in and win the tickets. And it was for a movie called Apartment Pupil, um, which is not the name of the movie. It's actually Apt Pupil. So I've always, I've always remembered that. But uh, I, I don't know. My, I, I think, um, I guess for me, a, a successful adaptation is something that it's, it lives on its own, but it feels right. And that can be hard to define. And honestly, recently I thought Gerald's game that um, oh, Mike, Mike Flanagan Lyman. directed was really, really excellent. Like that's a, that's a decent book and a, and a, and a good story, but that, that movie and the acting in that movie and the simplicity of it, a, kind of a bottle movie, actually uh, yeah. it was really satisfying. Also yeah. super gross. Yeah. Really, really. <laughs> and I'll throw in uh, misery. Misery. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, good call. Deb? Okay, uh, now I'm going to round Robin. Sorry. What about Deb? I, I, you know, worse Stephen King. No, no, worst? hang on. I didn't give mine yet. Okay, you know, neither did. Me. Wolf. Um, Deb. I'm going to have a counselor moment with this one, okay? Because this is again a Stephen King adaption written by William Goldman, directed by Lawrence Kasdan, called we go. Dreamcatcher. You yeah, like yeah. that? I love it. It's horrible. And it's, it's fantastic. Just, it's off the rails crazy. And to find out that William, William Goldman wrote it and Kasdan directed it, the writer of uh, Empire Strike, I don't know which one he wrote, and he wrote uh, uh, the, the, uh, the so Raiders. The, uh, that's your best adaptation or worst adaptation? I love it. Yes. I'm just saying yes. I love it. And 1408 uh, the other one. Uh, oh, yeah. 1408 terrific, too. Oh. With John Cusack is just unbelievable. So those What's are my. the worst, though? The worst. I. Again, Dreamcatcher. What about yeah, Deb? Deb? Maximum what about Overdrive. Deb? Yeah, Maximum Overdrive is a good Deb. choice, too. Did you give us your favorite, Deb? Uh, Shawshank Redemption. That's my See, favorite. Piece of cake. The Usually worst, the couples get them. You know. Go ahead, worst. Give me the worst. The worst for me was the first movie made of Salem's Lot. It was so cheesy. Well, it was I made for TV, know. right? With David Soul? David Soul one. That was made for TV. With that Michael oh, at 15. It? Who was the yeah. actor, the kid that played somebody at 15? James at 15. Oh, James uh, at 15. James McKeon, Philip McKeon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. I know stuff. McKeon. Any it's other words? Life, real life brother, right? <laughs> yeah. What's the uh, one Stephen King was an actor in? Um, Creep Show. The, 
Was it Creepshow? Cre- yeah, we, 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 he, gets yeah. All he grew moss all over himself. Yeah, green yeah. moss. Yeah. 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 So. But you know, it's funny. I remember going, starting college, and my writing professor, um, the first time I met with her to go over, you know, work, she was my mentor for a couple of years, but she said, so who's your favorite author? And I said, Stephen King, and she made this face. And I stopped reading Stephen King for a while. And I'll tell you, man, you go back to his stuff. His book on writing called On Writing, one of the best books about writing ever put out there. And I don't care what people say about his stuff. I I think he is just such a good and prolific writer. And he he wrote his more serious stuff under the name Richard Bachman for a while Mm -hmm. um, because he didn't think he would be able to publish you know, straight stuff that wasn't horror. But I, I just, I just think his stuff is well done. Yeah. His son's writing now too, under a different pseudonym. Yeah. It's supposed yeah. to be pretty good. Joe Hill. Yeah. yeah. Joe Hill, right. Uh, yeah. The other I saw some of before it. We- Joe Hill was, was good. Joe wanted other- to keep that a big secret. Now you let it <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Did yeah, you, did you see Joe. that his movie, the movie of his book Horns? I think he wrote the script for it. I've heard that's very good. I haven't seen that. Oh, yet. I've yeah. heard that's good. That we really didn't good. say it. And strange. Yeah. So I would like yeah. to see That's with Harry that's, Potter, right? Yeah, yeah with Daniel Harry Radcliffe. Mm-hmm. Sean All has right, written under a different name. I have? Sean who? Haven't you? No. <laughs> I've only you know, Sean, the, the writer and, and producer of 21 I, Eyes. I'm, Sean, you write stuff? You actually write movie scripts, too? I now, I want you to know, look back there. Wait a second. You know, you think I put the book back there, Chapel Street, as an advertisement, but it's not. It's that we have stuff on the table, and I don't want to have to clean it up before the podcast. I got you. Whatever. It's leftovers from Sean. You name call yourself. You name drop your own name. So I mean, you know, we're used. Ding ding ding. All right, let's go. uh, Give me the uh, ratings. No, by the way, I do. I do sometimes put reviews on the internet under a pseudonym, Jan Kosteritz. Costeritz. Oh, yeah, Costeritz. You know, so I'll have to look that up. I'm going to yeah. add that to my list of weird shit Sean mentions during the podcast. <laughs> hey, it's the name of my second great grandfather. Oh, okay. There's a story behind that. Right, right. Okay. You go. All right. Uh, let's go. Uh, what's John? What do you rate this? Yippee uh, Drew. Oh, yeah. Yippee It's a classic. Uh, Debbie, Sean. Yippee Kaye, mother. Rojo. Everybody. Oh, yeah. All right. I mean, nice it's job. no lawnmower man, but it's very good. <laughs> Is that another Jeff Fahey. Stephen King? Hey, I don't want to say anything, but I think I did two movies with Jeff Fahey. I know I did at least one. I like Jeff Fahey. Yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, he's fantastic. Now, if we, if we called him, would he know your name? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Is he related I, to I Rob Fahey? After that one weekend him and Sean had, you bet your ass he'd remember. Go ahead, Dad. Or <laughs> Or would he know him as Jan Krachowicz or whatever? (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember exactly how it was. Sean has a Jeff Fahey story. Sean, I I can always. Sean, let me. Let's just be quiet for a second so I can edit it out if I have to. Okay, Okay, go. Okay, so Jeff Fahey was in this movie I did called Marriage Retreat, which is probably my least favorite movie I did. And I heard he was a real bastard on the set; that he was kind of mean and surly and unhappy. And then after the, after, cause then I was editing the movie after I edited, I said, yeah, I heard he was not nice. And he goes, yeah. Cause 
He goes, yeah, because he, when he got to the set, the script was completely different than what he had gotten. So, he, <laughs> <laughs> And the script was rewritten by two other people. And when he got to he actually called it a bait and switch. So I love Jeff Fahey. That's, uh, yeah. Wow. Okay. And yeah, no, I just want to say I love Jeff Fahey for thinking that he liked my script better than the one he did. So I think that's why I, we got that. I got that it was good. We, you're, we you're such a good storyteller. No, See, we froze, so I don't know what. You're stupid. No, no, no. All the you were time. there. You're such. You're such it's a good a tour. All right, so we're going to spin for next week. So I dropped Drew and Wojo off. I'm sorry because they were the last two. Oh, no. Oh, I thought, I we... thought um, Sean was bringing his guests yeah, here I next thought we week. Were bringing in, we're yeah. watching Donnie Brasco with um, My bad. Benji okay. Gallo. That's awesome. So next week Drew, is Donnie Brasco. Drew Ma- Mafia Associate and uh, Mafia Turncoat. Kenny is he a friend Benji of yours? Gallo. Sean, is he a friend of yours? Well, I do not want to stand in his way. He's a friend of mine. He's Can we use fake names? <laughs> I mean, what if the what if the mob finds out? Is he going to be in like silhouette, him? Sean? Is he going to yeah. be in silhouette? No, no, he's going to be. Wojo, you said Wojo. Did you just ask if we should use fake names? Did Wojo? Did Wojo just ask if we should use fake names? Yes. This is where not saying our names is finally going to pay off. No. Let's go with it. This next episode. Next week we're going to use our names. I don't know why I thought that, but I thought we'd try it again next week. So. Because you want us all killed. Well, you still use our names when you call call on us. I say we all use mob names next week. John the Hammer. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, Joe the Hair. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Uh, Nice job. Ralph the Hat. I guess someday Shawshank is going to be a hit, I think. I got a feeling in my guts that that's going to be a big one. A feel-good movie of the 90s. Even though even though Mm. it got beat out by uh, Forrest Gump. Same. Pulp, I can't oh. believe Pulp Fiction got beat. I forgot about that one, too. Pulp Fiction got beat. You know what I found out when I was doing, the, when I was reading about this? I know. You want to end. I know. You're giving me the sigh. I see it. I don't you lean back and you do this. You don't even realize. You watch when you edit this. You do this when you're ready to end. He does. You're right about that. <laughs> okay. You're so right about that. <laughs> All I was gonna say. <laughs> that's back, what you do. I don't know. We keep hoping you just fall over one week, but it hasn't happened yet. Him. Um, I did not know that Tim Robbins directed Dead Man Walking. Yes. Oh yeah. That's... Oh well. <laughs> wow. Well, that's ending on a high note. Nice job. Hey, what the hell? Woo! <laughs> Listen, well, I'm almost. Well, Joe, I almost always keep your audience wanting more. When I found out this was Shawshank, I was almost going to do a tenant number on you guys and start playing that game. But you had a hey, bit, don't so be taking Drew's bits, all right, Ralph. Drew, that's uh, he Drew works hard on bit. We hey, there's enough. Together. There's enough Look, tenant to go around. Okay, there's you know you can have your, we've accepted your bromance, but don't take his bits. Okay, right, we we co we, <laughs> we co-wrote those bits. Um, all right, so next week it's Donnie Brasco, Donnie Brasco. Forget about it. Yeah, forget about, okay. forget about it. Okay. All right, guys. Have a safe week. Anybody get vaccinated this week? No, but I am eligible today. So I've been you trying are? to sign up all day. I'm still too young and healthy. It makes me. I'll be 45 tomorrow. So I've been. That's because you're Generation X, Ralph. Could be right. I think yeah. it's. Uh, for, for, for no, I'm not Generation X. 
You're not even on my wine. Very late generation. All right. Have a have a safe week, everybody. We'll see you next week for a little Donnie Brasco. See you next week.